0: Hello, Dana. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. We're just waiting for our superstar friend, Mr. Joshua Tupper, to join us. So at the end of the day, we'll keep this going for a couple of minutes here. How has life been? Ah, there we go, Josh. Welcome, Josh, once again to the fantastic podcast. Thanks for having me. So to start this off, once again, this is a podcast dealing with a bipolar journey and madness of a renegade retailer. And today, our episode will be dealing with the stigma of working in retail. So let me introduce you guys. First of all, let's start off with the beautiful and fantastic Dana, which has three last names, so I really can't pronounce them. But Dana, please introduce yourself.
1: Hello. I don't have three. I just have two. Um, my full name is Dana Levy Westerdyke. And i'm really happy to be here
0: thank you dana and mr joshua which i've introduced before but go for it again josh josh tupper uh
2: i like long walks on the beach i like a warm latte uh and i've
0: been in retail for about 15 years <laughs> fantastic and let's reverse this to dana, dana in retail
1: i started my retail journey years and years and years ago um I want to say about 16, maybe 15 years as well.
0: Wow. So that's quite a bit, but you know what? I'm going to age myself here turning 50 this year. So I've been in retail for about 35, 36 years when I started off selling credit cards at the good old Kmart and giving out a free pen. Those are fantastic times because, you know what? Everyone would give me their social insurance number, their home address, and no one was afraid of privacy. It's amazing how times have changed. So
2: That's what Kerry's saying so- is he used to process credit card transactions by a manual swipe imprint.
1: <laughs> I remember doing of- those. <laughs> I, the first like big retail job I had, I remember when the systems would go down, we'd have to pull that out and all the older customers would be like, oh, I haven't seen that in years. But I remember having to pull that thing out and use it every once in a while.
0: That's what she said. But um, to roll it back even further for those swiping machines, do you guys remember going through those paper books, like a phone book to see if your credit card was listed in there as fraudulent? No.
1: Definitely not. Oh. <laughs> oh,
0: dude. That was so friggin' annoying where we literally had to go through the book, which was published once a week to see if your card was fraudulent. It would take up time and it would annoy the customer. So uh, that's dating us a little back. Dating but you, my what? friend. Yeah, that doesn't date <laughs> me at all. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be quiet from here. So we're going to talk a little bit about the stigma of working in retail. Uh, we all have worked in retail, but we've always been asked by our family or friends, why do we continue to do this? Since they think retail is just standing behind the cash or just standing on the floor and directing customers. To me, retail has brought me a career which has actually calmed the savage beast inside of me, my mental wellness opportunities, which I like to call uh, call them. uh, They've actually helped me out. But it's also led me to other positions I thought I would never be part of, such as marketing human resources, uh, purchasing, and so on and so forth. Um, Has there been a stigma with you guys throughout the last few years from your family, friends, working in retail?
1: I would say no, Um, to be honest, especially with, like, the current job I've had for the last five years. um, Definitely not. I can remember when I started working in retail. I was in high school for, like, my big retail job. And uh, I remember going to finish up high school and i was thinking i was going to go to hair school my mom owned a hair salon so i was going to own a hair salon i even went as far to find out what did i need from high school to get into uh, hair school and honestly really at that time just needed to graduate high school and that was the route i took i didn't do well in school at all because i didn't think i needed to and then my retail position that i was working in i was just making crazy money for my age And a week before I graduated high school, I was offered a management role and I took it and never went to school after that. Never looked back.
2: I was in a a similar spot. So uh, my first job, I moved up rather quickly. I was the assistant manager of a video store within six months of starting there. Uh, And I just, I loved it. And I was supposed to take college courses for, uh, for computers and, I did that for six months and I did it for a term and I just, I didn't love it. And I know my family tried to push me towards finishing school, but I, just, I wanted a year off and I wanted to do it, but I, I fell in love with retail. And the thing is a lot of people look at retail and similar to Dana, the role I've been in for the last five or six years, I don't think people look down on that role, but I do think there's a stigma when people look at the retail store locations and they look at people who are working that, that, irregular shifts they're not working a nine to five schedule they're they're in the aisles they're working in a computer section they're doing all those things i think there's a stigma looking at people there like why is this person a retail manager when in actual fact these people choose that role a lot of these people are highly qualified for the roles but they choose to go their route that they are
1: you want to know another thing that also with the stigma around working retail whether it's your family or just even how general customers treat retail employees how many times have you worked in retail and had a customer that absolutely had no idea what they were talking about when you were the answer to all their questions? And customers are so quickly to have a go-to person or like, well, I have to go to this store because they'll be able to tell me everything about it. But then they're also a lot of the time the same customer that if that store didn't do exactly what they wanted, they turn around and, and treat retail employees like garbage.
0: Yeah, let, let me add to that. How many times have you been fired by a customer saying that they know the president of the company and they're going to go to them and get you fired? I know I've been fired at least 100 times in my retail. So I-, I
2: know I fly a little I fly a little fast and loose with the rules sometimes. And I'm not going to name the, uh, the retailer that I worked for. But I was, I was providing a service for a customer and they told me that I was doing it wrong and that they knew how to do it better. But when I opened the door and asked them if they wanted to come in and do it, they told me they didn't know how. So I told them, well, then let me do it the way I did it. Obviously, this is probably not the best way to approach things. But it's one of those things where everyone has the answer until they're there.
1: I'm a really big fan of instant karma for customers like that. Uh, I can remember one time at one of the retailers I worked at, and it was a warranty issue. And um, we were not honoring what the customer thought it it covered, which was physical damage. Basically, his son had... um, electronic that he threw out the window while driving on a highway Uh, dad stopped and got it but obviously it was smashed to smithereens and we weren't replacing it we weren't giving money back and this customer was freaking out i remember i was jesus probably eight months pregnant he told me i was a whale which okay (laughs) that's fine uh you want to do that fine But the best part was when he was leaving, one of the shopping carts was near the door and he really wanted to make a scene. So he kicked the shopping cart, but his foot went through. It's not like a Walmart shopping cart, like the poles were wider. His foot went through and got stuck and needed assistance to get his foot through. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love Carmen when that happens. Uh, The other concern, you know, working retail for stigma for me uh, basically was being of a Jewish faith. Oh, I don't want to put me in a corner here right now. So anyone listening, don't write to me with your furious anger. But I was expected to be something more than a retail manager. Um, But until at least 10, 15 years ago, when I got my footings and kept on going forward, the money I was making within the retail industry was quite a little bit more than people who did the doctor path or the lawyer path Uh, for me it was a base salary plus all the perks plus travel plus bonus i was having a pretty good life so the stigma was always there but you know what i was pretty happy where i was going and you did say correctly with the customers customers think people in retail are just people in retail we're babysitters for the store and they do not realize that us as retailers managers coaches uh, if you want to call i like to use the word coach. We not only cover, like I said, marketing, human resources, uh, uh, inventory, but we are psychologists. 90% of our time is not about, you know, punching in numbers into the cash or merchandising. It's about keeping our people in check, learning what they like, learning how they interact with people, and learning what makes their buttons tick. So, you know what? The stigma of us just being on the floor and punching through numbers or pushing uh, carts back into the store... That has to change.
2: And I think that people don't realize how much goes into what they consider a menial job. When it comes to even stocking a pen aisle, there is so much that goes into that role for a lot of these people from understanding planograms, from understanding merchandising, from being able to do a physical role of moving these boxes to print price tags. There's so much more that goes into everything that you see in a retail store than I think a lot of customers
0: even realize. Yeah, they do not realize. And you take one example for inventory. If we don't get out the proper inventory on time for the marketing flyer out that week, then the customer gets pissed at us. But this is our responsibility. This is what we know how to do best. And the stigma behind it is, once again, we just take a box out, we put it on the shelf. No, we need to find the room. We need to print the stickers. We got to know, educate our team, and so on and so forth. So there's a lot more to retail than a lot of people think And I think, too,
2: people don't realize... And I've seen it happen multiple times. I've seen people who are going through. I actually worked with somebody who was going through to be a doctor. And he was just working on the side to help him pay for additional expenses. And people were talking down to him just because he's working a job selling furniture. He's selling chairs and desks and people are looking down. But this person was actually going through to get to be a doctor. The person that's working there isn't. There's more to their story than I think a lot of people realize.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's correct. And before, I know Dana has a couple of things to add, but I just want to uh, let you guys know if you want to hear more about retail and our mental health, mental wellness opportunities out there, please feel free to drop on by to RenegadeRetailer.blog. It has over 400 different postings, videos, whatever you think it is. There's some good stuff. There's some cringy <laughs> stuff, I would say. Um, but overall, it's all about the life of retail and mental wellness nowadays. So it's Retailer. Yeah, you have some
1: articles on there that definitely, if you've never worked in retail, are eye-opening. Um, but if you did work in retail, you're like, uh, yeah, I remember all that. Um, to say what Josh was saying about the other uh, the R.S.A.s or sorry the people that work in stores that are they're more than just their role. I also think too like how can you treat someone so poorly when you almost need something from them? You need a service from them. If someone was fixing your car, like you wouldn't go in and tell them how to fix the car. Like you're paying them for your service, and that's the same when you're in retail. And I just think that when I I know personally when I worked in retail like on the floor front in front of customers with my coworkers, there would be times where you had to bite your lip you didn't you weren't allowed to say really what you were thinking to that customer or telling them what they really deserved at the end of the day because you needed to remain professional and definitely there's conversations after the fact privately Um, but i can remember times i would leave work after a brutal time i worked in customer service so i got all of the issues i looked after the whole customer service department that I would end up being in another retailer and I would see a customer treating an employee of that company poorly. And I started speaking up for them because I couldn't do it at my own job, but I was not going to let this poor cashier at Marshall's get berated because this girl couldn't find a one of a kind sweater that they had.
0: And you know what? Knowing Dana for the last three years, you know, she's become a good friend of mine. Um, for her to bite her lip takes a lot, guys. So Well, and what I think people there, don't
2: realize, too, and I'm sure you've been there, Dana and Carrie. Uh, but there are multiple phone numbers that I can give a customer in those roles. And those numbers vary depending on how you treat me. There was uh, a back in a time in a previous life when I worked for a particular company. There were two phone numbers. There was a phone number for retention, and there were the phone numbers for cancellation. One of those numbers got you what you wanted, and one of those numbers got you paying a fee to cancel your device. So at the end of the day, the way you treat people in those stores also will impact the way you get things done at the end.
1: Josh, that leads to something you've said before that I wanted to talk about, too, is uh, how customers get treated based on how they act. It's so frustrating if you're not in management and you're telling a customer what the work the store's policy is and you're not able to do what they're asking. The customer is screaming in, screaming at you, saying rude things about you as a person. And then for a manager to come around and be like, OK, like, I don't want them yelling in the store. So just give them whatever they want. And then on the other flip side, when you were talking about it, there's also the customer that you have to say no to because of the policy and they walk away okay, well, thanks anyways. Like you almost want to be like, okay, never mind. Just if you yell at me, I can do it, but come yell at me first. Like it's so frustrating from that standpoint as well.
2: Yeah, we train our customers how they can treat us and what they can do. And I've seen it multiple times. I've had customers who come in and ye- yell and scream and they get a device that's smashed, returned after six months. And I've seen somebody who's 10 days outside of the return policy get everything that they want because they or don't get anything because they were super accepting. And honestly, it's not the way we should be training people to treat associates and managers, even at that rate.
0: But it all rolls back once again to the stigma of retail. It's not only about the stigma of working in retail, it's about the stigma of who the people are that are working in retail, that these people, it's the only job that they can get. Um, It's the only job that they will ever have. And we need to treat them the way they are because you know what? That's who they are, and that's what they will be doing for the rest of their lives, and that needs to change. And will it ever change? I don't know, but I'm hoping it will. We need to respect our people in retail more than ever, especially during these times right now, uh, the corona, COVID virus, whatever you want to call it. The people in retail are more stressed than usual because they don't even know if tomorrow th- they will have I a job. I think something, so, too, like
1: when we talk about like the stigma of working in retail, and you're almost looked down upon. I don't know about you guys, but the whole retail career I've had, I've done some really awesome, cool things, gone to really cool places, had really cool different experiences, all because of how well I did in retail, and then also what some of my roles entailed. And then I look at some people in my life, some family, some friends that that did the school route, have a a career in um, the general population's mind, uh, the nine to five type job. And they they haven't done half the things I've done, and there's... The stigma behind, oh, it's just retail. It's not just retail. It's obviously a necessity. Like our government lets the big retailers stay open all the time during this COVID thing. And I think we need to stop looking down on these people that we, quite frankly, rely on.
2: People who were one day were considered minimum wage workers who were next considered essential workers because we weren't able to close those stores. The energy that people had for those workers during the first three months of the coronavirus shutdown. That's the energy and respect we should have for retail workers all the time.
1: Yes. Yep. Agreed.
0: Yep. Cannot agree more with you, Josh, on that one. So, uh, Josh and Dana, we're into the 16-minute mark here. Uh, We will be wrapping this up soon. Once again, a quick reminder, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to this channel, as well as go visit renegaderetailer.blog. Not only will you get all the blog and blog postings, you'll get uh, YouTube channels, as well as this podcast channel, and some great YouTube videos, which I may have just repeated. So guys, in the next couple of minutes, let's wrap this up. How would you wrap up the what you're thinking about retail and the stigma? What would you tell your neighbor, your friend, or a stranger? Do you want to go first, Dana?
1: As I say, Josh, you can go ahead if you'd like.
2: Okay, I'll go. I actually don't want to talk to any of those people. I actually want to talk to the people who are considering retail as a career. Someone who's working a retail job and they love it. I want to say to them, it's okay to love that job. And it's okay to make that job your career. A career isn't something that somebody else gets to define. A career is something that you get to define. So if you want to work retail as a career, if you want to be a general manager of a big box store, or you want to be, you want to work your way into marketing or human resources, do that. You're allowed. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. I want anyone who wants to do that to do that and love it.
1: I love that. That was good. Um, I think those people need to be spoken to more for encouragement. That was awesome. Um, Vikari, your question is to to our family, to our friends, to the consumers. Um, honestly, it's just so basic. Be kind. Like be kind to everybody, but the retail workers, especially this past year, they've taken a beating physically, emotionally, financially, like in a world where everything is so uncertain, just be nice to people. And if you're having a bad day and you think you're going to go to a retail store and take it out on some, sometimes they're like 16 year olds, stay home stay home and scream in a pillow and don't go take it out on someone's child because my child is going to enter the working world very soon. And in the next few years, and let me tell you if he comes home and tells me somebody belittled him because of his career choice or because he was working a part-time job, I will find you and I will let you know that that's not okay to treat my son or any other human like that. Retail is essential. It's important. It's how we thrive. It's how the world goes around. It's how I have a career, um, a successful career. And just be kind. Treat people nice. It's so easy.
2: And Carrie, if you don't mind me just topping up Be afraid. When you go into a retail store, think about this. If the credit card machine is down, do you really think that that employee's life is easier? If it were up to them, they absolutely would make that system work. They would make that product cheaper. They would do Mm -hmm. anything to make their life easier. No one working that retail job ever wants to deal with those things because their job. I have
1: to add something to after you're done.
2: That job gets so much harder because of those things. So Think about that when you walk into those stores. It's not that employee's fault. If it were up to them, in a lot of cases, they'd make something cheaper. that They could sell it to you. They could make that commission. There are so many reasons that they would love to do that. But a lot of times they can't.
1: Okay. So Josh, when you were saying all that, that just totally made me think of one more thing I'd love to say to the general population. Please stop with the joke. If it doesn't scan, it's free. It's not funny. <laughs> the poor cashier has heard it a million times. They're going to maybe fake laugh. But please stop saying that they're going to find a way to ring it through because their job is not worth you getting a free whatever is not scanning. So please stop that awful joke. And I'll even be the first to admit when I'm in public with my dad, who is definitely a boomer, uh, love them. But when he says it, I tell him, I said, dad, that is so cringy. Stop saying that to that poor girl at the checkout. Like, carry on. Let her scan it and be done with it.
0: I love that, Dana. It's to the point. You could not have said that better. So I'm just going to end off this podcast simply. I'd also like to flip it on the general manager side of retail. Please be ready to defend your employee that's on the front line if a customer is harassing them. Nobody should be harassed as an employee, manager, leader, coach, uh, wh- whatever you want to call your employees. I don't care. No one should be harassed on the floor. You need to be prepared to defend in front of the customer. I know you want to take the customer's side because that's what your company mantra has said. But at the end of the day, put your shoes, put your shoes, no, your shoes are already on. Put yourself in the shoes of that employee in front of you who's gonna feel like crap and just run away afterwards that you did not defend them. Also, it's your time to be the coach and leader that you are to open their eyes to other areas in retail as well. I love asking my team, either where I'm working now or in previous uh, retailers, where do you wanna be five years from now? And hopefully not here, but if you wanna still be here, Pick a position you want to be at. I will help you get there. So as a coach, as a leader, remember, you're there to defend your team. You are the goaltender to block all the shots that come their way and make them feel the best that they can be every day. And also, you're there to help them grow in the company or outside the company. That's your role now. Carrie, as a you coach. nailed
1: it. And we need to do an episode about how to support your employees. That needs to be the next episode or an episode. I'd love to be part of that conversation. Um, but before we wrap up, I just want to say thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. I love doing this with you. I can't wait to get more of these under our belt and just continue the conversation that just needs to be shared.
2: I, uh, didn't, I didn't know we were supposed to wear belts, so I'm not wearing one. But uh, thanks for having me as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to that point, once again, renegaderetailer.blog covers all the subjects you love or cringe at. From retail to mental wellness uh, to podcasts to YouTube videos, this chat will keep on going, guys. And if you would like to be part of this chat and you have subjects you would like to cover, just throw them at me at uh, email address, info at renegaderetailer.com. And I will get back to you shortly. So I want to thank my two guests, Dana and then Mr. Josh, for being here today. And we will continue the conversation shortly. I wish everyone a phenomenal day and we'll chat later. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye, guys.